Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, and Doug, who just couldn't remember a Futurama character's name, and it was bugging him. It was Lur. Oh, Lur. King of Omicron per CIA. And yeah, see, that part I remembered. We don't, re- we don't talk like, here about any of the other Omicron per CIs, do we? Uh, what was the wife's name? Is Murr? Something like that. Yeah. And they have, like, extreme mar- marital problems. Lots of different kinds of marital problems. He needs human problems. horn. <laughs> And harvest a, the lower horn. Harvest the lower And uh, what is it? Um, he's obsessed with uh, single single female a white lawyer. lawyer. No, single female lawyer. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently we were beaming Ellie McBeal into space for no reason. Well, you know, it's really funny. They're talking about um, them putting a trade embargo on one of the later seasons to anything between the two places. And so he can't have TV anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That immediately made me think of when we put a hold on Vladimir Putin's Netflix account. Way to go, America. Thanks, America. Now we can't see the new Blorange. Blorange? Yeah, the orange is the new black. Oh, that is Netflix, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Blorange. Blorange. Mm-hmm. Blorange. Blorange. That sounds like something we'd say to make fun of uh, Swedish people. Yeah, it looks like a brain fart. We're like... Blorange. Well, it does sound a lot like Blurg. 30 Rock. Or Blurn Balls. Oh, Blurn Balls. Back to Futurama. Back hey, to Futurama. Full circle. So, in a follow-up to the... I think I got the name of the episode. Yeah, in a follow-up to the... If you're not jerking it, I don't want to hear you. Which got seen by over 200 people. Oh, God. Oh. I went semi-viral. Yeah, like I said, if you're not jerking it, I don't want to hear you. My upstairs neighbor has moved out. So you would have been sitting here a very long time. The very long graphic novel. And uh, I was going to say, they redid the apartment and put down the noise-deafening floors, so I probably will not hear my next neighbor at all. Which is good for recording, but... Good for them. (laughs) Now you will never know... Not good for jokes, yeah. Well, let me say, now you'll never know the weird noise that he was making that I think I identified as his jerk noise. Which we can't make. Well, I'm not a dude, so no. And I don't know a good way to describe it to you other than kind of, you know, like a Moaning. gasp, gasp, cough, exclamation. See? Oh no, my god. It doesn't, it's, it's not as horrible as it sounds, but it's not a normal noise. So like, <laughs> I can't do it. It's more like a, <laughs> except, you know, masculine. Like he's pole vault, well, he's <laughs> pole vaulting and then I realized what I was saying. <laughs> Oh, hashtag sorry, not sorry. So yes. So we have we have an ex- we we have a fairly we have a pretty uh, expansive whiteboard. Uh, a lot of them will probably be pretty short talking points, though. And some of them won't be so. Um, and the once again follow up to last week, I did actually get a new phone since I spider up your old ones. Spider up the crap out of my old one. My knee is still healing up, though. Ow. And I went which with an eight which with an HTC, which by the way is excellent for ingress. As when I called you and you went, God damn it, Doug, I'm ingressing and I was like, I'm actually, sorry, thing. No, I actually hadn't gotten the new phone yet. I got the new phone later that day. The reason I said damn Doug I'm ingressing is because it was a really sunshiny day, so trying to do that with the spider web screen was making me really frustrating because I couldn't fucking see anything. Right. Why did I call you? They tell me you'd started my mix. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that in three months. So, let's start out with um, H.R. Geiger passing away, because it goes into two topics for us. Yeah, you know, it's one of those where, you know, he, he did live a full life. He was, I mean, he was 74 when he died. Um, but, kind of, I had, and I lost it in the divorce, um, I had a 20-year retrospective a book of his that I would go back to over and over and over again. And really... Any piece of biomechanical art you see now it's, was influenced by him. I was going to say, and I've got some pieces that are around. None of them are framed, so they're not up. But, And I mean, my mechanical legs, leggings, those are straight up inspired. Yeah. Um, I was going to get a biomechanical, um, uh, a very significant uh, tattoo of biomechanical. You, know, you can't, you can't see me drawing my body, legs. but I was going to go around my knee and then into my thigh. Neat. Um, all the way up, yeah. There'd be a lot of shaving before that had to get done. Oh, yeah. Well, not that really on the top of my leg, not so much. It gets rubbed up on my jeans. Okay. 
Um, I was about to make a, a grandma's boy joke, but not the uh, no, not, now the uh, the hot rod flames on my pelvis. That would you need to get a bikini wax. Bit of a Brazilian, yeah. Brazilian means they take it all off. Yeah, if you shave, it's razor all up. Oh my god. I heard the most horrifying story from one of my irregulars at work. He's in every once in a while. Oh, okay. About cooking naked and accidentally singeing all of the hair off his man area. Okay, one, it's 2014. Why is he not manscaping? But okay. No, no, no. I think it was pretty low to the ground. But it's like directly... Yeah. Yeah. And it was really funny because I mentioned this to another friend. He's like, really? Because how could he do that? I'm like, he's a really tall guy. It would have been right oh, at the direct level. Oh, I see. Level. He's really tall. That, yeah. That part was left out. Okay. No, he's very tall. So it was like right at, at burner I, level. I think he was making eggs, he told me. That's ironic. And it was really funny because he's like, I singed all the hair off. I'm like, that had to be the most horrible smell in the entire world. He's like, I had to smoke a lot of cigarettes to get that smell out of my apartment. That, that initial, like, man fear of... Fuck, my balls are on fire. He said he had to go outside and sit down for ten minutes before he could do anything else. And by the time his eggs are cold. Phrasing. <laughs> you should have said huevos. Well played, Barnett. Well played. I right, sorry, back to H.R. Geiger. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, mean to get, I was going to say, distracted. Um, so I had posted on, online that, you know, an artistic influence endlessly... Um, he influenced uh, Jonathan Vasquez, who influenced me, um, and I was directly influenced by Geiger as well. I mean, and who cannot watch like the Alien, the Xenomorph movies, and and just it's it's Geiger. Well, what's really interesting is that I actually I we've talked before about how J.G. Ballard is one of my favorite authors, and he's always been obsessed with the cross section between human technology and sexuality. And I think a lot of H.R. Geiger's biomechanical stuff was kind of the next oh, type of version of that. His, uh, his, uh, uh Geiger's erotican. Exactly. Uh, erotican. Erotican. <laughs> Erotic! <laughs> Even Futurama. Um, his erotica stuff was, was very, uh. Um, like I said, I think, like I said, it, it seems like maybe he read a lot of J.G. Ballard and had a lot of that same type of thoughts in his head as well. I can see that. Um, I can see him kind of being one of the, like, early onset of, like, a, almost a futurist mentality. Yeah. Um, the, uh, what is that, the singularity when we all merge with, uh, machinery? Sorry, I'm thinking about transmit. Uh. Now I want to become pure energy. You want to be a foglet? God, I wouldn't. Now I'm seeing the information society in my head. Pure energy! I can't see my little awkward you robot dance you, on the podcast. The awkward robot. Oh. <laughs> I think we just created a new character. I think. The awkward robot. Oh, did I say that? Oh, that was almost. And he have like little short T Rex arms, so he can't really do anything. He just kind of stares at him. And he's like, oh, oh, awkward robot. Like I said, he's. It's really, like typewriter hands, but now we're gonna do awkward robot. He's really upset all the time because he can't reach himself. Why would a robot masturbate? Why wouldn't a robot masturbate? Oh my god. Fimo, are you playing with yourself? Get out! Get out! God, we are not going to stay on topic. God, no. But in that same vein, uh, you had an argument with the sports voice last night about the name of the alien in Aliens. Yeah, we actually had to stop the podcast in the middle of it uh, to argue the point that um, the aliens are called xenomorphs. And Gonzo called me out on not putting Alien, or the Aliens, on my list of top five aliens, which I never told you my top one. Uh, this will go out afterwards, I can tell you. Um, but then I was like, Ryan and I were both like, no, 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 he said Xenomorphs. I might have misspoke when I went Alien, Alien, Aliens. I thought maybe it was like a go-go dance, I don't know. Or that there was a shop on Broadway called Alien, Alien, Aliens. Um, where you buy aliens. aliens. Um, by the way, my number one, you want to take a guess? No idea. Superman. Oh, good answer. Yeah. Good answer. I got a lot of high fives because they were like, oh, fuck. Uh, uh, Ryan had Paula, uh, not as a top. Did it have Martian Manhunter on there anyway? We, I, you know, Superman trumps Martian Manhunter, I'll be honest on that one. Okay. 
Um, but the weird part is that we joked about, like, we can't put illegal aliens on there. And I went, fucking Superman! Most well-known illegal alien ever! Like, that's actually, a, that brought me to, um, I had uh, the Body Snatcher aliens from Invasion of the Body, body Snatchers. Snatcher. Um, the Mars Attacks uh, Martians. That's how could I not? Uh, I believe my my honorable mentions were Pablo Laguna from The Fifth Element. Uh huh, and the Rancor from Star Wars. I'd have to think about it. However, we'll follow up to this conversation as you started naming each individual alien. Oh yeah, God damn it, Frank! Leave Ripley alone. Frank the alien. Frank, Susie, Susie's the one that goes swimming in the fourth one. Um, no, third was it the third one that? I think it's the third one. Where they're, they're underwater? Because yeah. there's only three aliens. That was the David Fincher one, right? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, no, David... Yeah, di- no. Yeah, it was David Fincher did the third one. Cause the fourth one was Resurrection, which was written by Whedon and directed by the guy who did... Uh, uh, what's that movie with fucking Ron Perlman? Uh, children, uh, City, City, Ch- City of Lost Children. City of, yeah. Talking about... And he didn't, like, speak a word of English, and you can kind of tell. Crap. I know this guy, and it's going to bother me until I can remember his name. It's, it's like Godard or Godot, or... Uh, not Godot, but... Uh, it, it's something that starts with a G that's French. It's French. It's French. I think this A on my head stands for France. In other news, Doug has a Captain America mask now. I'm not wearing it. Uh, but I'll, I'll Is post... Is it in your bag? No, I didn't bring it with me. Oh. Well, I sent you the picture. What if I wanted to try it on? It's adjustable. It's got a little strap. I'll bring it next week. <laughs> oh! Use Captain America, me as Doug Pool. That's the face I was looking for. It's gonna be great. Oh, Doug Pool. Who won't wield the shield? I believe was the comic with Deadpool and the Death of Captain America crossover. Because mm. it was like, who will wield the shield? And then it's like, it's Deadpool. And they're like, nope. <laughs> You're like, no. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, I was going to say, we've kind of teased a little bit the fact that Doug and I will normally have Saturday morning cartoons on before we start recording. Yep. Dragon Ball Z is driving me fucking insane. I never watched it. Did you have to watch it week to week or did you binge watch it? Because I think if I had to watch it week um, to week, I, think I would have they lost did. I my think they did mind. like two episodes a day on Cartoon Network, so I think I... Semi-binged. Yeah. So it was like an hour a day. Like I said, I would have lost my mind because I've been watching the Cell Saga for like two months now. It's a good saga. All they're doing is yelling at each other. That's Dragon Ball Z. Ah, ah, ah. Like I said, all they're doing is yelling at each other and deflecting. And talking about androids. I was going to say, <laughs> what were you saying? They're deflecting the world-ending blows. Yeah, so like, they're, like, they do these like energy balls where they're like, and this could destroy the planet. This is more of the Frieza Saga, but... Um, or, or the... Uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, Frieza's like, I'm right. And, uh, you know, Frieza's like, oh, this could blow up the world, man. And then, like, launches it, and Goku just, like, backhands it into space, and I'm like, and somewhere Jupiter blow, blew up. Like... Like, it just goes nowhere. You don't, you don't know. It just, it's, it, it just, like, it's like one of those, like, cut to peaceful alien race of farmers, and then, like, wow, Dad, what's that thing in the... And it's like, okay... See, all I can think now is, his lungs just collapsed. I'll be right back. See, Superman deals with the aftermath. Goku, not so much, which is weird, because he's like the Japanese Superman. Yeah. By the way, was that your new neighbor doing jumping jacks, I heard? No, it's one of my other neighbors just walking up the stairs outside. Jeebus. Alright. Unless another fat kid that wears wooden shoes moves in next door, I should be fine. I don't have the money or I would move in next door. I don't know if that'd be a good idea. Why not? Because we'd talk all the time, and there'd be nothing for us to say on the podcast. I'd be yelling through the ceiling to see if you could actually hear me. Oh, it's going to say the podcast. Can you hear me jerking it? No, because you don't make any noise. Unless you're going to start doing your creepy Morrissey thing. I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> uncomfortable. No, I just, uh... Also, like I said, our, the whole podcast I just would orgasm be... with Smith lyrics. It's horrible. I just imagine you screaming, I'm human and I need to be loved. It's like the saddest just thing ever. I come a pompadour, it's horrible. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that was gross. Ugh. 
Moving on. But yeah, the whole show would be reduced to Doug and I were talking about earlier in the week, and it was so funny. Yeah, it'd just be like a whole like, well, we should have recorded that. Well, we should have recorded that. I was gonna well, say because you, you and I talk throughout the week, but I mean not nearly as extensively as we do on our, during our oh, FaceTime. FaceTime. I was doing. I want to switch eyes with you motions. Oh, oh my God! I want to switch eyes with me. Yep. Uh, so this week in Deborah, I finally started watching Hannibal. Thank God I waited to binge watch it. I am really. How much have you watched? Only like three episodes in. I'm just wondering because you misspelled it on the whiteboard. I'm also half away. Oh, so it just looked like horrible. No, no, no. There was an A, and those were Eds. It still doesn't end in an E. Crap, you're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, (laughs) so like I said, I'm really enjoying it. I'm only a few episodes in, but I'm really glad I'm watching it as a chunk. I don't know if I could have really been that interested if I went week to week. Uh, I heard it's insane if you watch it, like, week to week. Like, it's mind-blowing. Probably drives you nuts if you mm-hmm. watch it week to week. What's the follow-up on that one is I've been re-watching Bones. I never realized how much, A, I actually enjoy procedurals, and B, I have a fascination with them solving mysteries involving the dead. I believe like, all like, their mysteries are about the dead. But I mean, like, uh, like success, but I mean, like, criminal psychology, because that's why I like criminal minds as well. So, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by them. With the dead? No, just like, you know, criminal psychology. The way they figure out, the way, no, I was going to say science, they used to figure out how things happened. And Forensic anthropology or whatever that made-up thing is. It's like watching Dexter, like, blood splatter analysis is actually not a thing. Actually, I looked into forensic it. anthropology is a real thing. Oh, well, Dexter is. Blood splatter analysis? Mm-mm. No. It's too subjective. Cause, I, mean, I mean, it's a neat idea. Because it's like you, you do one weird twitch and everything's out of whack. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're dying, crows. Ah. Imagine I'd die quiet, too. Your big death would be as quiet as your little death. Oh, I'd be mad, but it's Shakespeare. <laughs> well, moving on, let's talk about Bat Black. So, I almost said Zach Morris. <laughs> Love to see Zach Morris as the director of the new Batman Superman. <laughs> Alrighty then. Zack Snyder. Which is assistant director. AC Franklin Slater. and Bashman? Like Bashman? Yeah. No, wait, which one's Franklin? Which one's Bashman? Fuck, I can't remember. Anyway, when's that show coming back? Because that's going to come out on Johnny on it too. Bad flag. Right. Um, Bad flag. Bad flag. Um. So Zack Snyder, the actual director, um, nice. released released a picture on Twitter of the new Batmobile, with Batfleck standing next to it, and while I was the moderate voice, I'm I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Then whatever the opposite of that is, I get yay. I don't know, but uh, I saw it. The costume is reminiscent of Frank Miller and Jim Lee. I'm very okay with it. It, it It's, they're kind of going, and they've talked about that it's going to be like kind of an older Batman or a more experienced Batman than what you saw in the Nolans. Um, that this Batman's been around for a while and it's like... He looks really bulky. Um, they're kind of going a bit back to like that, like, um, like that molded, um, look from the Michael Keaton. But there is no nipples. But there are no nipples. No cod pieces. No... I would say overt homosexual vibes. I'm okay with the ears. The ears don't bother me. You know, everyone got... Twitter blew up with, like, short ears, long ears. I'm like, if you look at Jim Lee's stuff, it's short ears. If you look at Frank... Especially Frank Miller's short ears. I'm totally fine with his short ears. Unfortunately, I also said Adam West in that. (laughs) Destroyed my own argument. Enjoy some Adam West Batman. I don't know. Luckily, I just, I I just imagine, I just imagine like spray. Batman with a fistful of kryptonite punching Superman, and then like the like the Lichtensteinian Lichtenstein, yeah, sure, Lichtensteinian like thing comes up and goes Argo. <laughs> or like I'm just waiting for Batman to like tell Superman to Argo fuck himself. Yes, I know that was Alan Arkin. Don't worry about it. But still. Or like he goes, Oh, you're in Metropolis. I'm in the town. 
That yeah. was pretty bad. That no. was, was that, yeah. I think yeah. I pulled a muscle stretching for that premise. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that was that was really bad. All right. How about this? I'm okay so, with the costume. Uh, Marion Poppins. What, what the fuck does that say? This is oh. Marin Points. Oh, that's so it does. Mary and Poppins, uh, final thought on the new reveal of the new Batman. Yes. I'm fine with the ears. I think he looks a little bit too big and bulky. Maybe I just imagine... He's uh, also like six feet tall. Like he's got I just imagine him being a little bit leaner so he can maneuver easily. More lithe. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I imagine him being like prison strong. Where it's very lean, hard muscle. And we'll see. I imagine him like... Uh... Crap, I lost his name. I like how you're imagining Ben Affleck's muscle mass right now. I am. I'm imagining him like Jason Statham in Death Race 2000. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I imagine the Batman body. The Bat- Bat- the Batmobile gave me abs? <laughs> Do we want to talk about that? Well, yeah, let's just go into that since I just accidentally... Batmobile gave me abs. So, um, there have been a series of... Oh, no, we're, are we doing... We're we'll doing, do that. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, we'll start with that. Yeah. Um, so... No, I didn't From Dam, the yeah. list you cannot see... Um, that's the whiteboard for damage, the list you cannot see, in case you're never, obviously never listened to it, but that's alright. Um, so the first, like, te- uh, well, the teaser and the trailer for the, uh, Flash for CW has come out. Yay! Um, I loved the teaser. It was very, like, DC, it was very, you could see it in the comic, like, you know, the kind of, you know, Green Arrow, Flash, you know, I shoot the arrow, the arrow, Flash catches it and goes, hey, and... I was going to say, I mean, you can tell that Flash is not going to be the serious superhero that Arrow is. He had a very, like, almost Spider-Man-esque, like, child, like, a, like a, a childlike quality. Like, let's explore the parts and see what I can do. Like, look what I can do. Like, look what I can do. Look what I can do. Um, so I really, I mean, despite having kind of a dark background, and they kind of set the tone very early on with that with the mother's death by... Someone in the yellow suit that's got super speed as well, which can only be construed as the reverse flash. Kid Flash? Nope, reverse flash. That doesn't joke for me. Oh. I don't think Kid Flash has an opposite. I guess that'd just be like adult flash, right? Or like elderly flash? What's the opposite of Kid Flash? Senior Flash. Senior Flash. Oh, Senior Flash. (laughs) Senior Espirio. (laughs) It's like Speedy Gonzalez. He's got the mustache that comes out. Like it's like he has the cowl, but then the mustache is there. With like the like five o'clock shadow. I imagine the mask could be a little bit more luchador esque. A little bit. <laughs> Time for El Criminals to take a siesta. Well, yes, but it's interesting El though. Because I was gonna say they're teasing his Why are we not say they, this? they're teasing the first big villain on it. Which is the weather wizard. They made him a metahuman. I'm okay with it because you which know. Which is funny because you say the Wizard Wizard. I'm like, which is apparently Sean Connery's character from the Avengers, not the the, what was the Marvel Avengers. Uh, the, the what other, was the line? The other you know what I'm talking. No, about. I know with the uh, uh, Ray Fiennes and with Thor. Oh God, yeah. no! Of course I know what it is. Um, he goes, oh, we're going to make the weather, and everyone's gonna have to pay for it, or whatever it was. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, yeah. You want to watch Christmas? You're gonna to have to pare out the nose. Why can't I do Sean Connery anymore? I can slip in and out of Gersberms and Bane like a motherfucker, but Sean Connery—the easiest fucking impression—and I've lost it. Yes. Huh? Yes. Was that your Sean Connery? No, I don't do Sean Jesus Connery. Jesus Christ. Um, just gonna say, but no, it looks—it looks good. I'm interested to see where it goes, and it has a great line in the in the teaser. I mean, just gonna say in the trailer. Where he wakes up from his coma and looks at himself in the mirror. What? You got struck by lightning. Lightning, lightning gave me abs. abs. Love it. Um, so we'll see. They've, they've kind of introduced into this... What would you call that? Like the DC TV universe, I guess? Yeah. Um, that you do have um, two characters that you see in, um, in the comics. The two scientist characters end up being, which they were on Arrow as well. Which we'll get to shortly. Uh, but, uh. Sorry, I was scoffing at shortly. Uh, I believe the one becomes Killer Frost. Shortly. Don't ever do that here, guy. Um, <laughs> physical humor. Um, but I believe the, the, the female scientist is the real name of Killer Frost. 
and the uh, male scientist who looks like pre uh, pre steroids Jacob from Twilight um, becomes uh, not Richter that's Marvel uh, Vibe who yeah who has uh, like vibrational like earthquake powers Vibe who has the ability to put out a magazine for black people I was gonna say he just has something about him high five for us making terrible jokes yep on other news on the CW front, the Arrow finale. Oh, been we've been waiting for this one. Because how are they ever going to follow up blowing up a third of the city? Well, I don't know. How about having a drone almost blow up the entire city? You know, one third, whole city. Yeah, let's, let's take it up a notch. wonder what they're going to do at the end of season three. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, you've seen it. Yes. You've got Thea. Mm-hmm. Massive spoilers, by the way. So many spoilers. Thea going with her biological father, Merlin, Merlin who he's going to be a main character on like season three. Like I said, three. he's been upgraded to series regular for season three. I think, John I, I think we're going to see, speaking of season three real quick, I think we're going to see much more of the League. League of Assassins. Um, you had Nisa come back. Which is really funny because you said the League and I said, uh, my first thought was Ruxin's going to be in it. Rafi. Sorry, continue. Jason Manzoukas. The League of Assassins. As, I don't know, Martian Manhunter would be awesome with a beard. He's <laughs> like, hey, bro! Anyway. Um, League of Assassins. I think you're going to see more of the League of Assassins. Um, because you've got connections with Nisa coming back in the finale. You've got uh, Merlin obviously being trained by the League of Assassins and not a Parbat. Um, and who knows what's... And, and, you know, the letter that Thea wrote... We'll go back to the, the, the finale now. The letter that Thea wrote to Roy was like, I'm never coming back. And I'm like, I think he'll come back. And I think he'll kind of be a Ravenger. Like, I, I don't think she'll be... I, I mean, obviously, Summer Glau was obviously the Ravenger. But um, I, I think she'll come back as kind of a, a literally Ollie's opposite. I mean, I think you've seen a little bit of that with Malcolm Merlin... You've seen a little bit of that. Like, you've seen a, a fair amount of it with Slade. Yeah. Kind of being on, on par, but I think Thea is going to be like almost like the emotional like twist of the knife in terms of being a, an opposite to Ollie. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I'm excited for, for um, John Barnum to come back. Um, the only downside with John Barryman being on Arrow is that he doesn't get to do anything comedic for the most part because he's really funny when he's a comedic actor. Yeah, he doesn't get to, like, just show his ass. Like I said, the Dark Archer does not really afford many opportunities. Oh, I'll bet you the delete... I'll bet you there's some shit on the DVDs. Probably. I've not heard about Arrow coming out on DVD. Well, they Have put you? it out on... They put the season one out on Netflix, so maybe they just haven't felt the need. Huh. I was just thinking, I'm like, I didn't remember. Yeah, no, I don't remember seeing I'd, I'd, I'd kill to see the bloopers. Like, kill to see the bloopers. Except that they'd be hilarious. You know, they still claim that they had no idea what, he, that he, what he'd look like with his shirt off when they cast him. Mm. You're fucking liars. You could do your laundry on those abs. Are you out of your mind? Like I said, I tricked many a girlfriend into watching Arrow by telling him to wait for the scene where he's working out in the abandoned warehouse in the pilot. Which is every episode. Oh, and the uh, and the, the the first season finale where he's like chained up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, oh yes. I you know what I I tell people I go you know Deb and I watch Arrow and they go really and I go yeah she watches it for the eye candy I watch it because it's Green Arrow, and it's it's well, just funny. The plot as well. It once again like the the stuff on the island oh the stuff on the island with the season finale holy crap okay hold on so we gotta focus on the season finale so blood's dead she was a shock he was an idiot. Um, Slade is... He was a little bit hard to look at for some reason. There's something off about the symmetry of his face. Yeah, he's... It's like you're always seeing him out of the corner of your eye. Like, it's he's those, that kind of look I think he would look better if he grew, like, maybe a little facial hair. Let's talk about where they put Slade. After they beat him. After they cured him of the Miracle. Which, I, by the way, I honestly think that it's... He's got enough in him or it's been in him long enough. I think he'll actually keep some of the abilities. I don't think he's I don't think going he'll be, be super strong. Cured. Yeah, but I think he'll still be like a highly impressive strategist. Obviously, superb like hand to hand combat. Like well, I mean, he was great at stuff like that before. So I think that they, they you know, because I mean, 
in the comics, like, Slade is a master assassin, and it's because of the serum they gave him. So, um, I don't think they're, they'll completely cure him. But it's interesting, A, that Ollie didn't kill him. Nope. You did see, finally, or sort of see, his off frame, uh, how Slade loses an eye. Which was, I, I kind of wish they would have been a bit more brutal on that one. It is network television, Doug. Hannibal. Wait until you get to like the end of the first season and tell me they, they can't okay. get away with this shit. Um, so, but they've got him locked up. Where is he locked up, Deb? I don't remember. In a, basically a basement. Where is it? Where's the basement, you ask? Because at one point, like, all he says, I'm like, you can't get to me, you're in purgatory. Which is... The English equivalent of the Japanese, or what is the Chinese name of the island? He's Slade is on the island. Oh. That's where that prison is. And then they have the whole thing where, like, all he's like, I'll fly the plane home. And Felicity goes, How did you learn how to, like, where did you learn how to fly a plane if you were on an island? Cut to Ollie waking up from the Amazo explosion in Hong Kong with Amanda Waller. And you're like, Oh. So really, he got off the island. He was put, he was put. Back there. Well, but I mean, they've already teased that before, that he wasn't on the island the entire time. Well, you're wondering, like, how he, like, learned Russian and, like, like got in with, like, the Russian mob. So, and let's talk about, speaking of Ollie, let's talk about him. And sure, it might have been a ruse. I would think it's not. Him saying I love you to Felicity. I think it was a ruse. I think if he really loved her, he wouldn't have put her in that much danger to cure Slade. I think he trusts her. To be able to take care of herself. Mm. I mean, I liked I, I liked the ruse. I liked that Felicity said, like, make him outthink you, and that's what he did. I, you know, and don't get me wrong. I don't want to see it go all, like, shitty moonlighting. Like, I don't really want to see him together. But I want that tension there. I really do. I feel like it's forced. Really? Yeah. Now that she's free of Barry, because... Well, it's just one of those things where he had such good chemistry with Summer Glau, he doesn't have that same chemistry with the actress who plays Felicity. Speaking of all his girls, interesting note, just Laurel like suddenly has the Black Canary jacket. And her dad says, don't get any ideas. And I'm going, and you and I talked, I think very early on in the first season, where I'm like, like, it's, a Lance becomes yeah. the Black Canary. Like, So I'm wondering if Laurel is going to kind of pick up did you just shove that in the butthole of the couch? Yeah, I'll vacuum tomorrow. Okay. I had a bunch of lint and hair stuck at the bottom of my sock. She had a mini cat stuck to her foot. She just shoved it in her couch like it was an enema. <clears throat> well, that was weird. What are you shoving your couch? Good lord. Phrasing? Apparently enema bags. Well, no, but I mean, it was just very, like, as if you were to inseminate a cow. It was very impersonal. It's and a couch, Doug. It's about couch without cow, and I'm talking about inseminating cows. What? What? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I think you've watched too much Cooler Town lately, because that was a total Lori move. Um. What? So. Uh, uh, so anyway. So. Come on, you know it. Just, just, just. Uh, I own it. I own it. Um. So, I'm wondering if Laurel becomes. Uh, Black Canary. I'm wondering if she comes out of that with... Do you think they're going to kill the dad? Do you think they're going to kill... What's his name? I know it's Paul oh, Blackthorne. Detective is the name Lance. Of the, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Officer Lance. No, he's detective again. That was a joke more than anything else. Oh. Um, I'm like, no, no, he's a detective again. Which is funny, because you know what I would have said if I hadn't thought of his name immediately? Harry Dresden. Is that a thing? Uh, he did. Well, I know it's The Harry Dresden, Dresden Files. Yeah. Oh, he did. He did them. Yeah, that he was the one cast as Harry Dresden in the Dresden Files. Oh, excuse me. He was also the voice of Metello in the Justice League, not War, uh, Doom. One based on the Mark Wade run. Anyway, <clears throat> just saying. Have you finished your thoughts on the Arrow finale? Well, I asked you a question. Do you think I don't know? I hope not. Simply because, like I said, I hope not because I'm pretty fond of that actor. But and, it would and make really, sense he's the only one in Starting City who doesn't know Oliver Queen is the Arrow. 
Everyone else pretty much knows. It's like the second Spider-Man movie when he couldn't keep the damn mask on. God, Jesus. Oh, oh, with Tobey Maguire. I was like, wait, what? Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, a whole fucking train. But it was really sweet because that kid goes like, we know your secret, it's okay. Like, yeah, it was, that was a really sweet moment. And then you have the woman holding the newborn in a pastel blanket on the subway instead of having a kid in a baby carrier like everybody else in the entire world would do. Would do... What do you want her like a papoose? Like I don't understand. Uh, or uh, or uh, what do they call those? Bjorn. Yes, it is a baby Bjorn. Okay. It's uh, also a Moby rap. Is another way you can. A Moby rap. Yeah. Yes, I know how hysterical that sounds, but it's another. Can way we call it a not Moby rap? <laughs> Only if it's off-brand. But not Moby. Dude, Moby signed my shirt. You're looking at me like you don't get it. No, I totally get it. It's okay. Just... It just says Steve on the back, whatever the fuck his name was. By the way, I like that it was, hey, Moby, and then he was the doppeldiener. Like, is yeah, he, he has just... to be the doppeldiener. I was going to say, is he just going to make a career out of kind of looking like people? Mm-hmm. Which is weird because it's Moby and Jim Rash. Like, what kind of weird gift did God give you on that one? You're trying to tell me his, been t- his place has been taken by some Dinal ganger? We said doppeldiener. Hey, the word we used was doppeldiener. Copra. A cop opera? Copra. Moving on. God, these have gotten more and more... Disjointed? Like, even with the whiteboard... The, 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 the harder we try to cling to the whiteboard, the worse we get. But I'm saying, even with the whiteboard, these are still so just hilariously disjointed. Uh, so, I want to talk about one more finale before we talk about another mm. preview. Shield! It had fury on it. Let's just start there. It had fury on it. In his like little hobo clothes, the fucking sunglasses. Oh, he makes a joke about it. He's like, I'm dressed like fucking. I live under a bridge. Like, he gives. Okay, one. There are so many nerdgasms. It was. It was almost an episode of Arrow with all the references. It really was. Because one of the guns that. Fury gives Coulson to shoot uh, Bill Paxton with. Yeah, that happened. Um, was the gun he shot Loki with in the Avengers? Nice. It was the destroyer gun, and he goes, "Hey, here's this gun. It does." And Coulson goes, "Oh, I know what it does." And it was like, "Yes!" You're like, "Ooh." Well, and you know, yeah. it starts knocking out the centipede soldiers, um, and you have Deathclaw kind of going away, like he just kind of goes into the dark, like kind of goes off into the sunset. And you're like. Okay. You're like, that's not good. I'm like, well, no, because in the comics, it gets, like, brainwashed and marched into Avengers, like, tower and blows up. It's like, no, 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 you need to be supervised. I don't care by who, but you need to be watched. Um, you have, okay, so you had Fury, you had the Destroyer Gun, you had Death Clock, uh, or Death Lock, rather, sorry. I'm uh, sorry, I'm totally singing in my head now. Gives you the most metal birthday present of all. Nothing! Nothing! My dick. Anyway, that one's for you, Ryan. Um, you had kind of the the, the semi payoff of like Sky being an orphan, and you kind of don't know what happened to the parents, and she's a one eighty two or one one eighty two, I believe, is like the like unclassifiable thing. She's an actual unclassifiable object, um, and uh, there's a picture that they had the picture of this guy and a. He's either dripping in blood or bathing in it. I don't know which. But it's like, we found your daughter. And it's like, ew, gross, also awesome. Um, Maybe he's doing a, a little, uh, you know, Elizabeth stay... Bathory thing? Yeah, I was going to say, Elizabeth Bathory, blood of virgins to stay young type action. Yeah. What I imagine David Bowie does. I think he just injects it, but that's all the story. Um, I have a really depressing thought for you later. Please write down Bowie. Um, oh... But the biggest thing is that, you know, you had that line in Captain America 2 where uh, Nick Fury says, like, I guess you're giving the orders now, Cap. Which seems like he's kind of giving the reins over to Captain America. Mostly for what I'm imagining the Avengers, because Coulson's the new director. He's been tasked with rebuilding S.H.I.E.L.D. And who's the first agent he comes across after this whole, like, Hail Hydra, stand with S.H.I.E.L.D. bullshit? 
Not bullshit. It was awesome. But you know what I mean. You know when Gary Shandling got fat and joined the Nazi, I was joined a Nazi supernatural operation. Those things are mutually exclusive. It's not like he got fat because he was a science Nazi. I'd like to think he did. Okay, I'll like that. Anyways, continue. That. Sorry. Um, they invented margarine and then put it in me. Uh. <laughs> okay, so you know what's extra funny about that? You know who invented margarine? Nazis. Canadians. Gary Shandling. Damn it. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Ugh, anyway, agent, I just... First uh, agent. The first agent they see? Hmm. Koenig lives! You know who plays Koenig, right? Hmm. Little guy. You might know by the name of Patton Oswalt. Okay. His character That's got right. killed. He totally was in that one. And then I guess it's his brother, or it's weird because he says almost the exact same thing when they get to the other secret base. Shields there are multiple. And he says almost the exact same thing, and I'm like, are they fucking clones? Or are they actually brothers? So I'm kind of left wondering. Also, you have a really great moment with Coulson and Fury where they talk about Tahiti and being brought back to life. And Coulson says, that was for when an Avenger dies. And Fury says, yeah, and like, I know, one did. And it's that really sweet human moment where, like, Coulson's an Avenger. And it really is. I got a little, I got a little misty that when I watched Dick it. That Nick Fury got blood all over his collector's Captain America cards. Yeah, he did. It's like foxing, but you know, what are you going to do? That was such a... That man is playing Galaga. <laughs> Didn't think I'd notice, did you? What's he doing? Seems exhausting. Anyway, if you've seen the Avengers movie, you know what I'm doing with my hand over my eye. So anyway, um, so I was very happy with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh... Pretty much like. Well, also, Agent Carter's coming. Yeah, we talked about that last week, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I, I'm a little ambivalent on, on Agent Carter. It's not. We'll see. I think Marvel might be kind of overreaching at this point. I, I really do think so. Um, but I mean, it could be but like Captain America Two was really good. I know it didn't have any Peggy Carter. Now, is this going to fill in? I'm wondering if, if Agent Carter's going to fill in some of the story on Agent Thirteen. Who is Peggy Carter's niece? Grand, grandniece? Whatever she is. They're related somehow. Agent 13 is the one that... Uh, it's just an excuse to have a vintage piece and wear cute outfits. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is it... Like, are, are they gonna... Is, is she gonna, gonna have a... a is she gonna... Words. Is she gonna, gonna <laughs> have a, a, an Emma Peel? Like, type of, like, you know, thing? Speaking of a different kind of Avengers... That's the second time we've referenced the other adventures today. Yeah, the other one was not on, um... Oh, no, it was, it was on, because we did Sean Connery, didn't we? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Hmm. Maybe we don't. I was just going to do Bane, and then just do, like, lines from the actual, like, Sean Connery. It's like, they'll have to pay for that weather if they want them to white Christmas. So, in other comic book news, we have a trailer that was released for a new show. Which I'm very excited for, based on that I saw the movie in theaters. Constantine is coming. Worst meme ever. It's him with his hands on fire, but like right before he raises his hands, it's right in front of his lap. Oh, lord. He comes hellfire. Actually, I'll bet he does. I'll bet he does. Um, the Constantine trailer. Now... It's coming to NBC. You're watching Hannibal. You let me know when you get to the end of the first season, like, what they can pull off. Because I really do think that NBC's getting away with murder. Literally, on Hannibal. Hannibal. Well, I watched the trailer, and it looked good, and it yeah, and looked this is, interesting. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this. Yes, it looked good. It looked interesting. I'm wondering if they're going to be able to get humor in as well. Because, I mean, whenever you read Hellblazer, there was also humor in there. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, there was... Uh, gallows, but it was humor nonetheless. Yeah. Um, you see kind of flashes of it when he, like walks by the demon-possessed girl and he goes, not my problem, not my problem. Ah, bollocks. And, like, turns back around and goes, I'm addressing that. And you can tell he's, like, exasperated where it's like, I'm talking to the demon. Let's just get this over with. We just fucking do this. Yeah. It's... And in the movie, I thought they almost got it right in the first five minutes. In the movie, with... We don't talk about often because it's horrible. Except for, you know, a few... A few straight Excellent parts. moments. Well, yeah. Peter Stormare we talked about. Um, as, and, as, um, as, as Lucifer. And then Tilda. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. 
as Gabriel. She was weird as, as Gabriel. I don't know if I was entirely okay with that. I really liked it. But anyways, it's um, not important. But that part where uh, Constantine leans in and he goes, it's Constantine. John Constantine. Asshole. And I was like, they got him right! I have a dragon breast shotgun. Fuck, they ruined it. Um, I think this is kind of the, like, John Constantine asshole. I think this is that kind of Constantine. And he looks like him, and he doesn't sound like him. He sounds almost Australian, I thought, but... I didn't hear that. I was sad he wasn't wearing a beige trench coat. Yeah, he was. I oh, was he? Oh, yeah. There there are multiple shots of him wearing the beige trench coat. He gets out of Chaz's cab um, wearing the trench coat. However, what was interesting is that since it is NBC, he can't smoke. And I was talking, yeah, I, I mentioned that when we were watching the trailer. I'm going, he doesn't smoke. So I don't know if they're going to imply, because I'd, I'd love, I would love for them to do an entire season based on the uh, Dangerous Habits book which is when he gets the lung cancer and he tricks like the three lords of hell into his soul and he's basically always got some devil watching his back so he doesn't die like i would love to have a whole season of that i actually really liked when they did the small and then i have hugh laurie do the doctor like i said small like crossover when sandman has to come to him after he's finally been released now i don't think that's going to happen based on the fact well, no, that, that too... the gaiman and uh, joseph gordon levitt are working on that so like i said i well, one, it would just be a teeny little snippet. It wouldn't make sense, because that's Sandman's story. It's not Constantine's story, you know what I mean? But I really liked that when I was first reading Sandman, then he goes looking for the dream sand. It had a different name, I think. It was just his bag of sand. Yeah, it was his bag of sand um, that the, the ex-girlfriend got, got addicted, addicted to. to. Ugh. Talk about haunting imagery. Actually, Her haunting face. imagery from Constantine is from... Well, I'm talking about Sandman. But oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. haunting imagery, and he opens up, and it's like the girlfriend basically, like, almost rotting into the bed because she's addicted to the sand and dreaming about having She looked things. like the. She almost. I'm going to make this really stupidly funny, sorry. But it almost Let reminds me, me of, like. Red Bull. Okay, go ahead. The, the kid from the Titanica Mr. Show sketch, where he's, like, just made of sausage, and he's just fried skin. Like, that's what it kind of, like. I'm like, your bones, your bones are meat. Like, you're soft all over. Like, that's what I imagine. If you grab her arm, it'd just be like... Ugh. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Her bones are soft. Oh, I'm so She's gross. She's literally out. nothing but skin. I'm so grossed um, out right now. I would actually like to see... NBC, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, I'd, love, I'd love for us to, like... I, one, I'd love to teach you how to like, screenwrite. Um, but to take you through, because I think you'd be a really good like person to help me write it. I'd love to see... Talking about that same uh, issue. I'd love to see an episode of that from Constantine's point of view. Well, that's also... So you don't have much of Sandman? I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. If I remember correctly, he wakes up and smokes a cigarette, and then Morpheus appears to him, and they have a short conversation, and he's completely unfazed. Because he's aware of him. He's like, yeah, 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 there's shit in the universe. Yeah, but I mean, he's also been in prison for, what, like 70 years at that point? Morpheus? Uh, I think he was only in prison for... Four, was it 40 years? No, it was 70 because it was two generations. Two generations, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't recall off the top of my head. See, now you and I are going to go back I need to read. I need to I need to get the fucking prequel to figure out, because I guess, like, Gaiman wrote, went back and wrote, like, how they screwed up and, like, why they were trying to summon death and how he ended up in the bubble. What's interesting about that is there's, I think... I always loved all the weird little side cappers and side, side snippets in Sandman. And they actually, it was, when I'm first reading it, there's some weird mention they make of one of the side characters going to the specific wood looking for the original Rue doll to bring back to his sick lover the entire time. And that was something that I always wanted to do as a little kid, was go into the Hundred Acre Wood and look for the original Rue doll that Christopher Robin lost when he was a little kid. Rue. Kanga and Oh, Rue. Rue, got it. Okay, I'm like, Kanga, what is Rudol? Kanga and Rue from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, no, no, I got yeah. it. I just didn't know what... I, I thought Rudol was one word, and I'm going, yeah. what is a Rudol? <laughs> What's a Rudol? Rudol sounds like some kind of medication. Well, I'm imagining like that, like... You go the, take some Rudol! Woo! That, like, I, I, I literally, speaking of salmon, I imagine that thing that they take out of that person's stomach... Oh, to, the, uh, the ball of hair, hair and, that she'd been chewing on. And yeah, and uh, to summon the calliope. No, he, he trades it he for trades Clive, it for Clive, Clive. He doesn't use it to summon Clive. Or backhand to anyone who says, uh, Calliope. Calliopeia? Doesn't end in A. Hmm? Doesn't end in A. It's a joke, I 
think we all know it's Calliope. Did um, I ask you this on air? What? What do you get when you cross a joke with a rhetorical question? <laughs> I win. Oh, no, you I'm going to die alone. You didn't ask me that on the air, but you did ask me that. And as for the Deborah and the screenwriting, Doug, I think we all know I'm the shaper of dreams, not the creator of dreams. You just call me with your ideas, and I poke you and push you in one way, or shape it. But I mean, I really, but uh, or good with I know, I know, I know, we're coming up, and we've got to slam through a lot. No, we but don't. To we see only it, have three left in our normal. Stand but to do it like Constantine, kind of gets a nudge in his dreams to go find this girlfriend, finds the bag, and he's like, "Now what the hell do I do with it?" And then it's like pale hand just kind of reaches out and grabs it and goes, thank you, type of thing. Like, not thank you, but, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, because that's how Morpheus says, thank you. But it would be like, you know, this, like, quiet, dark whisper, like, thank you. You know what I mean? And, and then, like, you know, Matthew... And then, and then he wakes up. And then he wakes up! And then Matthew the Raven would be there to make smart-ass comment. Well, you know, the Raven used to be, uh... It's not Matthew, is it? Mm, I don't think it's Matthew. It, do it doesn't sound right. But it's, uh... It's one of the characters from when um, from when Alan Moore wrote Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, Abby. Oh, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Dangerously close on that one, yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Abby, something. I was totally telling my mom about Mel Brooks movies, and I'm like, it's still fucking funny. I still. We were talking about. Uh, uh, you just made a yummy noise. No, I didn't. Glad <laughs> you like it. Um, Damn your eyes. Too late. Um, I was talking to her about uh, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Like, oh, it's still funny. Tight tights. Are you Just, kidding? Uh, the, the Abe Lincoln joke still makes anybody who knows it laugh. Abe Lincoln. Did you just say, say Abe Lincoln? Lincoln? No, okay. man, I said Abe Lincoln. Oh, I said Abe Lincoln. Hold up, honkies. Gotta pump up. Um, I'm on the West Bank. I'm on the East Bank. I'm on the West Bank. It's not that critical. Um, I believe it was the part where uh, I was telling my mom about um, uh, Begal and Loxley and like she lost it when I was talking to her and I was like that's still funny it's still funny and who plays the sheriff of Nottingham in that was that uh, that's what's his name from Cheers the one that played uh, the British guy in Cheers he is British nice. King's Forest illegal to hunt boy in what now you've really pissed me off. I was that close to a horse's wiener. I'd be more worried about being pissed on. Aww. <laughs> uh, Moving on. That was a hearty chuckle. Andy Daly just finished his first season of Review. Yep, I just started watching it, and I love it. Um, let me talk about the episode where... Do you know the premise of the show? Yes. He goes and becomes an addict. And gets addicted to cocaine. Our, our awesome. non-turn's pretty fond of the show, so... It's where he has to do a sex tape, but his wife is disgusted, so he gets a $4,000 sex doll. <laughs> the one where he decides to be racist. <laughs> and finds out he's actually always been, like, a little subtly racist. <laughs> and this black friend's like, I was really okay with your, like, subtle racism, but this overt racism is a little off the... Like, and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> And Big Racist gets half a star, but they can't give it no stars because it's not their lowest rating. <laughs> so they have to give Racism half a star. I'm just watching the one now where he's got to eat all the pancakes. I laugh so goddamn hard. And I love... Forrest McNeil is a reoccurring character on Comedy Bang Bang. I love Andy Daly, so... Uh, I was very happy to, to kind of stumble upon this show. Um, not knowing that it was based on an Australian show of the same ilk... But um, that I really didn't know what it was about. I, I honestly, because Andy Daly's got a podcast. Dude, four thousand dollars sex doll. <laughs> he names it like Sarah or something weird. He's like her titanium bones made her weigh a hundred pounds, which I did not. Which was it something about like either made her incredibly heavy, or I'm the most out of shape person in the world as he's like carrying her up the stairs, and her like legs like bent the wrong way, and he's like, oh, that's just not good. Like, that would, that would make me vomit. Well, the whole concept and then he of falls asleep on her. spending that much money on a sex doll is Well, yeah, but then they dress her like a deer and use her as uh, elk bait when they're going to go hunting. Oh, yeah. Fred Willard's his father-in-law. Like, he can't get better than that. He ends up getting attacked by a tiger. 
chugs on his microphone and he considers that hunting. Where was he that he gets attacked by a tire? Uh, a nature reserve owned by Tippy Hedren? Like, what a Seriously? weird reference. Yeah. From the birds. <laughs> she's not in it. I think she's dead. Is she dead? No, Tippy Hedren's not dead okay. yet. Tabby Hedren? It's so... The finale of Cougar Town. Not the, not the last season, the season before when they're trying oh, to Oh, when they get with, uh, with Chick. Oh, that was really sweet, though. That was really sweet, but it's the part where she's stealing the cat, and it's named uh, Tabby Hedron, I think. Tabby, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Merit points. Take the lead on this one. What are you talking about? Oh. How did I know my Merit points? You're the one who's been listening to Merit points. Mark Merit. You're the one that watched Merit points first. From At Midnight. Oh! Marin points! Oh, Marin points! Sorry, I thought you were... I was going to say, you can finally watch the At Midnight episode of Marin points. I laughed so hard at the end when he explains what they're doing with the Marin points. And then Marin calls him a wussy as... I mean... Uh, no, and then Marin's like, this is so typical you. He says that I, really early. No, he says that as the first time they introduced Marin points. I laughed so hard. He's like, this is so typical you. I just, I just love how Chris is... Like, passive-aggressively almost bullying him. And he goes, like, I guess I should have watched the show once. And then it dings, and he, and the way Marin reacts to the bell is priceless. He's like, and then one of them goes, no, no, he was making fun of me. But it's just one of those ones where it's like, I don't know if Marin ever realizes how much he comes off like a dickbag sometimes. I love him. I love him. We're going we're gonna to talk a bit more about Marin in a second. Uh, well, it's it's... But I finally, I finally caught up on, on the At Midnight with Marin. I was so sad when you did, I was going to say, when I'm, I'm laughing over Marin points and wanting to talk to you about it last week, and you had no idea what I was talking well, about. Well, and you know that, you know, despite the fact that, like, it's it's kind of been all, like, all Marin all the time lately with me. Well, yeah, because I think you found your spirit animal. It's Mark Marin. Mark Marin, indeed, is my spirit animal. Oh, God. Uh, uh, there's another meme for you to make there, Doug. Mark Marin's my spirit animal. Ew, not my voice. Well, I um, showed you the t-shirt that I want that says my spirit animal's a goth teenager. But yeah. We won't talk about it on air, but I, 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 I showed you the picture of the matching shirts I want to get us. Um, yeah? Because I am a good producer and buy people's shit. We brought, well, it's become a new tradition on Saturdays that Deb and Doug exchange dolls. Yay! Oh, real quick, do you want to talk about... The awesomeness that is the new Deadpool set of hero clicks and what all they're doing with it. Well, so far we haven't got a whole lot. Yes, but you looked we at all the clicks. We got Strong Bad and a Burka. But like I said, you looked at all the clicks that are available. Dogpool, Lady Deadpool, Kidpool, actual Deadpool. And they've got a few uh, people in there like Silver Sable. Um, I'd be interested to see what her uh, mold, her dial looks like. I wonder That's if, a bit uh, dirty, but it wasn't. Like I said, I wonder if she's wearing underpants or not. But who was it that we got that wasn't wearing underwear today? It was... Ultra Boy. Ultra Boy does not wear underwear, people. Just say that, uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't. Don't, don't do that. All right, we have one thing left on our list before we go to our... Uh, okay. <laughs> so hold on, I, I really want to wrap up on the Marin thing. Um, I did get, and good luck, good luck dealing with me next week, because I actually found a stockpile of the first, I think, 300 episodes of WTF, Marin's podcast kind of cherry-pick my episodes. I really want you to listen to the Camille Nanjiani episode, because I just can't even imagine them interacting. Yeah, but I want you to listen to the DLM with them, with Marin and, and, and Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 15 hours of Marin. It's Marin has kind of almost boiled you down to one sentence that you used to describe yourself. What? I'm not an asshole anymore, those fucking pieces Be- of shit. Who thinks I'm an asshole anymore? It's pieces of shit. The sad part is you can hear me say it. Like I said, that, that's that's almost like how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have less hair. But I look at young pictures of him, and it's fucking ridiculous. I'm like, like, I looked up, like, his old Comedy Central stuff. Because I wanted to see if he was just as ranty back then. He's a little bit. He looks like Richard Lewis, which is strange. I think he's got a much better... He's got a Frank Zappa look going for him now. Do you know that he... Weirdly... You, funny you say that. Do you know who he dated? It was Moon Zappa. I was going to say Moon Unit. Mm-hmm. It was either... Moon Unit Alpha, Moon, moon Unit, unit Zappa. Zappa. I'm going to call it a Death Star. Okay, Darth. <laughs> Damn you, Seth Green. 
All right, let's... The Alan Parsons Project. Project. <laughs> oh, the first two were so good. Okay, we really... Let's finish up. Do you want to talk about the mystery of My that woman? My neck looks like a vagina. Do you want to talk about the mystery of that woman, or do you want to wait? Did you have it? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll talk about the mystery of the Batwoman later. We'll leave it a mystery. Mystery! All right, we have a few internet told me I'm wrong, so I'm apparently going to kick myself over. Uh, not apparently. You already know them, and you did. Uh, the girl who goes on the double date... Where? Girl that goes on the double date in the Venture Brothers episode, it was Triana and Kim. Uh, the guild heads we were trying to think of were uh, the Crimson, Crimson Mantle and the Dragoon. Oh, dangerous close because I just kept Killing saying. Killing Alex Ginsburg, yeah. I just kept saying Red Dragon over and over again. And it's not Ray Fines, okay? What? Red Dragon. Oh, I was going to go with he who should not be named. Mm. Oh, we totally talked about Harry Potter yesterday on the podcast oh. because it's me. Focus! Um, and uh, in the domestic box office, Avengers did beat. Dark Knight. Uh, I believe Dark Knight is either I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it's either four or five uh, gross, uh, highest grossing movie is Dark Knight, uh, and Avengers is three, under all of that James Cameron bullshit. Yeah, I didn't like Avatar. Moving on. Okay, sorry. I thought you were doing something Gully else. with Smurfs? Fuck you. And they're fucking everything with their ponytails. It's fucking gross. Okay, so in mistakes I made this week... that's how they fuck. The common thread with mistakes I made this week between you and I is the fact that as hard as we work, as hard as we work, work always finds ways to fuck us over. I will elaborate on that a little bit more on the social contract, asshole, but your mistake you made this week is that you really needed a meatball sub. Well, I needed it after this. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I had to personally let someone go, um, which I was nice. I was diplomatic. I was professional. It was fine. She didn't try to light me on fire. Yet. Um, nah. There are people I've let go from the coffee shop we used to work at where I'm like, this could go bad. Um, yeah, but you were also kind of an asshole then. Yeah, I was. I was like, hey, guess what? You don't have a job anymore. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, get out of here. Like, uh-huh. but it wasn't like a get out of here, like, get out! It was like a, ah, come on, you rascal, get out of here. Go work at City of City. Um, I'm pretty sure that's where most of them Um, but yeah, so I was on the phone with a coworker who was calling me, and she goes, hey, I'm gonna go to Subway. Uh, eat fresh. No, um, I'm gonna go to Subway. Uh, they Did you just get our first, first sponsorship? Subway. <laughs> Did you just say that in girl burns? Not on purpose. <laughs> first burns or sir? First burns or serveway. Serveway. Eat first. Eat first. Eat first. It's just a picture of Loki with a sandwich is what it is. Okay. It's a picture of Loki holding the sandwich. Oh my god, it's there. Eat first. Eat first, sir. You need protein. <laughs> Try our tuna serb. Okay, we need to wrap up. Alright, moving on. I didn't get my yourself. fucking sandwich because I fired someone. And then Deb did that. And then it kind of just fell into a girl's <laughs> role. So, what Social else we got? contract, asshole. Don't accidentally talk in girl's prams. I don't know. What's, what's the social contract? Don't go to jail, dickbags, because it, fuck it fucks up everybody else's shit. It fucks up your job? Fucks up your personal life? Fucks up your finances. Fucks with your family. Might have to spend all your wedding money on it. Don't do anything stupid, people, and end up in fucking jail. It's... I talk about this on damn. It's not called fun. It's called jail. Don't go there. It's not fun. No preference also, for birthday food, boys. Also, food, horrible. Not a, no, no preference food. for birthday boys. Not a fan. <laughs> I'll tell you... I'll tell you this. If you... If this isn't, like, set you... If this doesn't, like, scare you straight, nothing will. I'm in a holding. I'm in a holding room with like I don't know. Here, because you've 50, done fucked up one too many times. I've done, well, I, yeah. With fifteen other guys, and one guy just goes, "Sorry, guys," and goes to the corner and just starts taking a shit. Well, and we all have to like pretend like it's not happening. We can smell it. We can hear it. But we all gotta pretend it's not happening. 
That's why you don't want to go to jail? Because people... Like, I am a firm believer in... People want cold beer, warm pussy, and a place to shit with a door on it. You know, I actually like when places have, like, the little rooms as opposed to stalls. No, this was a metal toilet. No, but I'm just saying, I like those places, except for the fact that it probably makes it easier for people to try and have sex in there, so it's probably annoying for the staff. I have a story, we'll talk about it on air. Okay, I think we're done now. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive Producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickberg. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!